Hello everyone, this is part one of how to find happily ever after, starting with attraction and the very first steps of love and how do you find happily ever after. So many people never find true love and though many who do, they lose it or they fall out of love or they end up getting divorced or tragedy happens. But how do you find love and how do you keep it and how do you make it work? This is the beginning of a series on true love and what 7% of couples in this country know. They are the 7% that have exceptional marriages and they are not only married but are happy married. And we're going to be talking about how to find that happiness, how to find that peace, and how to find that fulfillment in true love. I worked at a restaurant once and this woman just walked up to me out of the blue and she said, Brian, you want to go to hell? Get married. And I said, wait, what? She's like, you want to go to a deeper part of hell? Have kids. I said, okay, thanks. Thanks for the tips. Uh, but reality is that this was my understanding of love and relationships too. Most of the people I knew were not happy. Most of the people I knew around me, everybody I knew was either divorced or had a marriage but were unhappy in marriage. Very few people I knew actually were happy in marriage. So why do people get married at all, I would wonder? And how do you find this happiness if even such a thing exists? The truth is there is only one true love and there are many counterfeits. So in order to find true love, you have to first know what it is. And before we can even know what it is, I'm going to talk about two steps, two things you need to know even before getting onto the pathway of love, even before that first attraction, two things you need to do. Now, the very first thing that we're going to be talking about tonight is self-esteem. In order to find true love, you first have to love yourself. You first have to know who you are, the value that you have, and what you have to offer. Many people, and I call it the oxymoron of love, they are seeking to find love. They're seeking a relationship so that they can be happy. If I could just find a girlfriend, or if I could just find a boyfriend, or if I could just get married, then I'd be happy. I'd have someone to keep me company. That's literally the opposite of love. Love is not selfish and self-seeking. Love is selfless and self-serving. It gives to others. It doesn't take. And so by looking for love and just trying to get it for yourself, you're actually losing it and you're actually not going to find it that way. It's kind of funny how that works sometimes. Many of us have a low self-esteem or we just struggle with loving ourselves or thinking that we're worth enough or that we're good enough. Even in God's sight or in the sight of others, we're always comparing ourselves to others. And it starts when we're young. Maybe you love yourself. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're like most people where you like some parts of yourself, but not others. And you like the good parts, but you hate the bad parts. And you wish you could be someone else. You wish you could be more like her or more like him. And we compare ourselves to others. It starts at a young age, sometimes in our families, if our parents are mean or they put us down or they tell us that we're not good enough or that we never will measure up in this life and they criticize us and we're never good enough for them, it really creates in our minds an identity that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up, and we spend the rest of our lives trying to do that or failing to do that and wishing we could. Or maybe it starts in school with kids who bully you or just make fun of you or put you down and laugh at you, and we develop this low self-esteem from a young age. Here's what's interesting. We take what mean people say and we internalize it as if it's true. Even as adults, sometimes people are really mean and they put us down and we believe them. Why are we believing a 
emotionally broken people who don't even see the world in reality most times. We often don't believe what people who love us say when they compliment us, and some people with really low self-esteems don't believe positive feedback. But we're quick to believe negative feedback, and we believe what people tell us. In school, when we're young, if they tell us we're fat, or we're ugly, or whatever insult they give us, it might not even be true, but the reality is we often internalize it and we believe it. And from our early age, we start to internalize and develop a low self-esteem. We start to think that we're not good enough. If only I had this, if only I had that, if only I looked like this, then I would be attractive. Then people would love me. And these are all lies. The reality is you're good as you are with the good and the bad in you. And look at society. Look at the women's magazines, for example. They're always telling you, oh, you're too fat. Oh, you're too skinny. You're too fat and too skinny. You have a lot of problems. You know, if you looked like this or if you wore this, then guys would like you better. So they're always telling you what you don't have, what you're not good enough at, what you need, and we measure up, or we don't, and most times, we don't. But they rarely give you the option of just accepting yourself for who you are and saying you are good as you are. At whatever age, have trouble accepting themselves for who they are, because we're supposed to be this or that way. Myself, I'm a very skinny person. That's my body type. And I've always measured up to other people and said, oh, well, I should be bigger. I should be stronger. If I looked like that guy, I'd be a real man. When in reality, we always compare ourselves to others, no matter who you are. I don't know if you've seen the movie Mean Girls, but these girls were some of the most popular girls in school, and most of the girls would want to be them. And yet, when they looked in the mirror in the movie... One girl talked about hating her huge hips, and another girl talked about her man calves, and another her man shoulders, and they just didn't like themselves. They were picking themselves apart, even though they were some of the prettiest girls in the school. And that's reality, too. I remember watching a Miss America beauty pageant show where the beauty contestants, some of the most beautiful women in the world, mind you, most women would want to be these ladies, and they had one contest where they were going to come outside, and they were going to have to crawl through the mud and do obstacle courses, and so they were not allowed to wear makeup. And any woman who wore makeup would have serious points deducted. And when they all came out, the reality is only two of all the contestants didn't wear makeup. All of the other ones were so insecure of what they looked like in front of the others. And women are notoriously known for comparing themselves to each other and even being harsher critics than guys are to them. And so they couldn't even be in front of each other without makeup. And they couldn't be on TV without makeup. I mean, these are some of those beautiful women in the world and they couldn't even accept themselves for who they were. I remember I was at the gym and sometimes I'm at the gym, I'm the skinny guy, and sometimes people come up to me and they say, hey, did you play sports? And I remember I talked to this one big guy and he's like, you played sports, right? And I said, yeah, I played 13 years of soccer. I played 10 years of baseball. I did ultimate frisbee, hockey, you name it. I played it. And he said, yeah, I can tell. He's like, you have a nice, strong, fit body for a skinny guy. He's like, I wish I had a body more like yours. And I'm thinking, what? I was like, you're a big guy. Why would you want a body like this? I remember another guy at the gym too, and he was perfectly built. He was like 
perfect. I mean, he did CrossFit. He lifted every day. He even did tournaments and contests and that sort of thing. I mean, if anybody wanted to be anybody, it would be that guy. And I remember this man came up to me once and he said, hey, you're using those stretchy bands, right? The training bands. And I said, yeah, I do use those sometimes. He's like, hmm. He's like, I really like your body figure. He's like, you have a really lean cut. He's like, I should start getting into those bands more myself. <laughs> I'm thinking this is the, the most fit cut guy at the gym and he's looking at me and seeing something in me that he doesn't have in himself or so he thought he didn't have in himself meanwhile I'm like I'd love to be that guy so the reality is no matter who you are we're always comparing ourselves to other people we're always looking at other people and saying I don't measure up instead of saying you know what I like myself the way I am now growing up I had rock bottom self-esteem I mean rock bottom. I didn't even look in the mirror for seven years because I hated what I saw. I thought I was the ugliest person on planet earth. I didn't think I would ever get a date. I didn't think I would ever get married and have a family. No girl would ever like me because my neck was too long. I was too skinny. This and that. I tore myself apart. But the reality is the low self-esteem on how I looked only came from other things that had been formed in me from an earlier age. The reality is I looked fine. I'm married now. Lots of girls ended up liking me. And I even met a woman who had long blonde hair and big blue eyes. And she said, oh, I actually really am attracted to skinny guys. And I said, what? Why couldn't you have told me that when I was a kid? You would have saved me years worth of hating myself. And here's the reality. We all have different body types. Love your body type or hate your body type. You have the ability to change the world in some way. If an old woman who's crossing the street falls and her bag rips and her groceries go all over the street, are you going to say, oh, I'm too fat. I can't help her. Oh, I'm too skinny. I can't help her. No, you would run over there with whatever type of body you have and you would help her and you would show her love. And in doing so, you communicate God to her and let her know that she's loved. So it doesn't matter what type of body you have. You have the ability to love the most beautiful, powerful thing on the face of this earth. And I came to find self-esteem in college. And it was in a very interesting way. I remember I was going back from class. I was in a really bad mood. And I had my hat on backwards and I had my angry face on and I was just stewing. And I remember some people who came by me, a little group of people, and they said, hey, Brian, how are you doing today? And I said, oh, not too good. And they said, that's great. Hey, Brian, we hope you have a great day. I'll see you later, all right? And I said, are they blind? Can they not see that I'm in a bad mood, that I'm angry? Can they, do they not love me enough? I mean, they don't, they don't even care about me. And this is what I was thinking in my head. And so I went on getting even angrier. And I remember a couple came by holding hands and they said, hey, Brian, how are you today? It's a beautiful day, isn't it? I said, no, I'm not doing so well today. They're like, oh, that's too bad. And you know what? I hope you have a good day, Brian. And they just kept walking on. And I said, I said, are they blind? And I'm starting to get really angry now. And the next two people I saw, they asked me how I was doing. And I said, bad. They said, oh, that's too bad. Hey, we hope you have a great day. And they were all smiles. I mean, why in the world was everybody like smiling at me when I was pouting and had a frown and I was in a bad mood? And long story short, I ended up going back to my room and throwing my backpack and kicking stuff. And I was in, just in a really angry, foul mood. And then it hit me that every single person that I walked by, they didn't just smile at me and say hello. They were like, Brian, like they got this huge smile on their face. Their faces lit up, their eyes widened. It's almost like sunshine came out of them. They just became really happy when they saw me. And that hit me for a moment because I didn't think I had any gifts or talents. I didn't think I was anything special. And then I said, huh, 
those people were really happy when they saw me. And that's not a fluke because every single one of them were happy. So maybe, just maybe, I have a gift. Maybe I have the ability to make people's lives happier. I might be the ugliest person on planet Earth. I might not be, you know, a honk. I might not get married. But you know what? I could be a good person. I could really make people's lives better and happier just by being nice and being myself to the full. And so that day I decided to do something. And I went and I looked in the mirror for the first time in many years. And I I hated what I saw and it was so difficult to do. But I stared at myself in the mirror and I said, okay, God doesn't make junk. There has to be something good about me. And I started to think about how I made people's lives better. And I said, okay, you know what? If that's my gift, if I'm the ugliest person in the world, fine. I'm going to make up with it with a personality. And then at that point, the movie Ninja Turtles 2 came into my head. And there was a scene in that movie where this big, ugly, bald guy came up to one of the Ninja Turtles who he had tied in a rope. And this guy was a prisoner and he came up to him and started growling in his face and grunting. And the Ninja Turtle said, hey, buddy, if I had a face like that, I'd try to make up with it with some sort of a personality. And he was joking, but the reality is I was like, that's brilliant. Maybe I am ugly, but I'm going to win women over and I'm going to do it by trying to be nice. I'm going to just love people for who they are. And if they're down, I'm going to cheer them up. If they're having a bad day, I'm going to listen. I'm going to give many hugs. I'm going to give many smiles and I'm going to keep making people happier. And so that's what I spent the rest of my college years doing and ever since. And I quickly became one of the most popular people on my campus. Everybody loved me. My life went from, I'm not good enough, I'm ugly, I'll never get a date, everybody hates me, I'm never going to do anything in life, I'm a failure, to, Brian, you're great. Everybody loved me. They said, you're, you know, you're wonderful, you have a great smile, you cheer people up, you're loving, you're kind, you're nice, you're always there for people. And I didn't even make that much of a difference in my life. I just stopped focusing on those things I didn't like about myself. And I started focusing on the gifts that I had, on the things that I was good at, on what I could control and what I could do on my part. And that is one of the greatest keys to self-esteem is focusing on the good parts of yourself. Those gifts and talents that God has given you to change the world in some way. And every one of you, make no mistake, every one of you has a gift or a talent or many to change the world in some way. And you're going to make the world better. And that should make you happy. That should fulfill you. That should make you have a happier self-esteem, a more fulfilled life. And there's so, so, so much more I have to say on this topic. Many more stories that I have to share. Many more lists of things that actually create low self-esteem, how to avoid them, and how to overcome them. But I want to direct you to our new store at our website, and we have a full-length CD called How to Increase Your Self-Esteem and Self-Worth. And it's at thecatholictruth.org. Thecatholictruth.org. I'll put a link to the CD down below. If you're really struggling with self-esteem and you really want some more self-esteem, focus on your good qualities. Sit down, find them, list them. When I counsel people, when I give talks at churches, I tell people, write down 10 things that you don't like about yourself. People write them down in a second. I say, write down two things you love about yourself. And people are sitting there for five and 10 minutes trying to think of something to write down. And I try to get them to realize that they have things about themselves that they're not even considering because we're so programmed 
at looking at our junk, at our negativeness, at the things we don't like about ourselves. And in this CD, I actually have some amazing stories which are going to revolutionize the way you think about yourself, think about the world, and it will really help you to grow and not compare yourself to that person who has a good job, that person who has a nice car, oh, they have a better house, all of that stuff which destroys our self-esteem. Not to mention bad relationships we shouldn't be in not to mention addictions and other things which really kill our self-esteem. So check out our website, thecatholictruth.org. We have a lot of CDs there. We have DVDs. We have books. Get these things. Fill your life with them. Encourage yourself and build your life up to fulfillment. Please, if you know someone who struggles with self-esteem, send them this video. Please like it and share it and comment down below so more people see this wonderful message that so many people need today. Our country is dying from low self-esteem. We've all believed such lies that play over and over and over again in our minds. They're lies. And this CD is going to reprogram your mind with the truth. So thank you so much for watching. God bless you. Please pray for us. We'll pray for you, as we always do. And if you could support our ministry down below, check out our Patreon page. We need a lot of people giving $10, $15, $20 a month to help us reach souls for Christ. God bless you.